It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Let's go, let's go, let's go. On Giants.com. I like it, I like it, I like it. And the Giants mobile app. Boom. Give me some juice. Part of the Giants podcast network. Let's roll. Welcome to another edition of the Giants huddle podcast brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. My name is John Schmelk. Fun episode with you today. Our very own Brandon London had a chance to sit down and talk to Giants wide receiver Darius Slayton. They covered a wide range of topics. A little wide receiver on wide receiver talk. A lot of good conversation, a lot of fun. They start out with Brandon talking to Darius about what he remembers from 2007 and the Giants Super Bowl that he was a part of. So my rookie year, you were in elementary school. Yes, in 07. Dang. Yeah. So from That's that point nuts. on, what did you know about the Giants from that point on? Like lead us to this point. I knew nothing about the Giants except for that, that the Super Bowl, like the the helmet catch one though. Okay. I don't even remember. You know who um, made that helmet cap? Yeah, David Tyree. Okay. He was here my rookie year. I knew. All right, all right. I just, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. I want to make sure yeah. you knew who made that helmet cap. I'm from Georgia. Like, you know what I'm saying? We had Vic at the time. That was, you know, him, work done. So you grew up Dirty Bird Central. Yeah, for sure. Can you do, you, you, y'all nah, did that Nah, that was kind of after me. That was before That was before you. Before yeah, me. yeah. That's because like my time. mom, she, she moved to Atlanta when I was a kid. So I spent my summers there. Lemon pepper wings. Yeah. And the Dirty Bird, Joe Anderson is what I know. But now you, it's just New York. Atlanta and New York are two completely different cities. Night and day. Uh, I guess, what's the difference on playing down in the South compared to playing up here in uh, New York? Shoot. First of all, you don't got to worry about sub-zero weather. You don't got to worry about whipping wind coming through. Whipping wind. Uh, man. A lot. <laughs> is it easier though? What had it have you gotten acclimated to New York a lot easier than what you thought it was gonna be? Um I have definitely because I hate being cold. I still hate being cold. Okay. And I, I really hated being cold before I got here and I was just suffering my rookie year. And then like these past like two to three years I've slowly like it used to be for me like under fifty. I was like under fifty. Yeah, that's once, football weather. I man, listen. When it got under fifty, it was real spooky. Ooh. But now, like now, I could tolerate like until it gets like under forty. As long once it gets under forty, it starts getting real spooky. The further we get down from there. So now you're going. You're in your fifth year with the New York Giants. You've been through it all with this organization. Can you call yourself, or will you call yourself, like a true New Yorker, a true New York Giant? I'm not a New Yorker. But I'm New York Giant, true New York Giant. But you've been so. here for five years, so. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever be in New York. Okay. What's the biggest, like, myth or, like, what's the biggest, like, you were like, oh, I'm going to New York City. I'm gonna, I, I'm thinking it's going to be X, but that it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Like, what's the biggest thing when it comes to New York City? I feel like people make such a big thing about, like, it's a big city and there's so much to do. There is. And there is, there is, but there isn't. What boroughs have you been to? Manhattan and Brooklyn. You've never been to Queens? You've never been to Staten Island? Nope. I've only been there like twice. Like, no one goes there. No What's in Staten like Island? Like that. You've never, only, only Brooklyn? So what, what do you do? Like what, what does Darius Slayton do? Not only off season, but days off. How do you Actually, get away wait, from where's it? Where's the zoo? Bronx? I've been there. Bronx Zoo. All right, Yankees back. game too? Or no, I ain't been to Yankees game. Never been to a Mets game either? Nope. Have you been to a Rangers, Devils, Islanders game? Nope. NYCFC, Red Bulls. So how, I, how you've been here this time. What have you been doing this entire time? 
I'm a big crib guy. Oh, you're one <laughs> of those. Crib, I live in the biggest city in, in America, and I hang out at the crib all day. I mean, look, though, if you want to, this is a, this a thing. If, if I'm back home, right, and right. I want to go do anything in Atlanta, I hop in my car, I go. If I want to do something up here, I really got an Uber for real. Which isn't bad. So off the rip, if you cross that bridge, I'm, I'm down $80 <laughs> off the rip. This is without even doing anything. That's just to breathe and get over there. I'm down 80 bucks. Then whatever you do over there is expensive. Food is expensive. Then to get home, it's like you spend five, $600 just to do something basic in New York City. You're paying for experience though. You're not, you can't look at it. It's an investment. It's an is investment it? on one's mental health. Do I really go home that happy though? Uh, yes, do you I? do. There's a lot to do in New York City. All right, we're going to hashtag get Slay out. We, we got to get you out, man. We got to get you I out guess. and about. All right, let's talk the football aspect of it. We're talking three games in 12 days. Now you've got 11 days in between games. Your fifth year, what is the vet side of you like? The three and 12 or one game every 11 days? Yeah, this is actually the first time that I've experienced this, though, where it was like we were on the West Coast for that long and we played a, a back-to-back Sunday, Thursday night. Yep. Um, not something that I'd love to do a lot more in my career, yeah. but um, obviously it's more advantageous for us as players, you know, having the 11 day break to get ready for a Monday night game. Cause it just gives you time, you know, your body, your mind. Cause even, even though like whatever, like when you're, when you're out there, like it's a business trip the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So like, even if we have like downtime at the hotel, it's like, you're not going to sit up there and go be in Phoenix till 2 a.m. because you got to still go to practice the next day. So it's like, you know, whereas when you're home, like it's just like more relaxed. Like if you have an off day at home, it's like you can kind of do what you want to do, go be in the biggest city in the world, right? But like we're out there, you know, you're kind of stuck in a hotel. So you're constantly in this, you know, work. And this is just like a good time to like break mentally and physically. The Giants Total Podcast is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. From game day to every day, Citizens is made ready for Giant fans with insights, guidance, and solutions. Learn more at citizensbank.com. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with Citizens, so go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? So now you get this 11 days, though, you're at the crib, your your happy place, as you call it. Um, I mean, does it mess with your mind? It's like, all right, we're coming off of a Thursday night loss. Now we got this long period of time until a Monday night game. When do you get over it? Like, or, or how do you get over it with so much downtown? Um, I tried to adopt like the 48 hour rule, okay. you know, like you obviously the next day is like the worst day you wake up, you just lost. Especially in our, actually in our case, you didn't even wake up the next day. We like landed and it was morning. Mm. So it was like, you pretty much like went to, didn't even really sleep, fucking napped on the plane. And then, you know, kind of went through Friday and then, you know, you watch it, you, you learn from it and then whatever you meet the day after that. And you obviously, you know, have to rehash again with the coaches, the whole team, yeah. you know, as you should. And then kind of after that is time, to me, it's time to like flush it, you know, put it behind you and um, get ready to go for the next opponent. When you guys watch, as a receiver room, you guys watch the second half of the Arizona game and then you watch the Thursday night football game with San Francisco. When you're walking out of that meeting room after breaking down that film, what's the discussion you're having with a Paris Campbell, a Jalen Hyatt, Sterling Shepard? What are you guys talking about? 
Yeah, I think for us, um, receiver is a very like, you know, it's not like running back where like they just hand you the ball. Yeah. You know, so as a receiver, it's very easy to get frustrated because it takes a lot for you to get the ball. And then if you get a chance to get the ball, if something doesn't go right in that, whether the, you know, you run a bad route and the DB breaks it up, whatever it is, you know, it's very easy to walk away from a game and feel like, you know, I had no chance to impact the outcome. You know, I feel like maybe I should have more, whatever. But, you know, I think you always have to have the mindset of like, whether you had 20 targets or you had two, all you can do is maximize the ones that you did get, you know, and I think walking away from that 49ers game, they, we definitely had some opportunities to maximize some of the chances we had to get the ball, you know, and that's whether, you know, you felt like you could have had more or not. To maximize it, is there, like, there's different ways. Like, do you go to a Kafka and you're like, hey, coach, you know, I want this route or coach, can we put this in this week? Like, how do you guys kind of lobby or how do you guys kind of market yourself for for more throws, for more opportunities? Yeah, I mean, you can. You know, our coaches are very open and receptive. So if you're like, look, I feel like I can win on this this week or I feel like I can beat this guy on this route or even during the game, if you're like, hey, he's playing me like this, I feel like I can win this. You know, our coaches are are pretty good at being receptive and, and typically take that into account. Now, obviously, again, like as a receiver, you're only focusing on yourself. Yep. So, like, even if you're winning, it doesn't really matter if you're winning if, you know, we can't, you know, somebody else is going to be compromised just for you to win, you know. So, um, at the, ultimately, that's why they're coaches, you know. They take the whole big picture into account where, with the line and the quarterback and the running backs and then figure out how that can work along with what you're trying to get done. When you're looking at this Seahawks secondary, where, where do you think you guys can attack? Um... They're young on the perimeter at corner. They're talented, you know. The uh, obviously the Wooling kid is is made a lot of noise yep. his rookie year. Uh, he's tall. He's fast. Um, the other kid they have is a rookie this year, but he's a first round pick. Yeah. Witherspoon, yeah. yeah. So he's obviously, you know, you don't go in the first round unless you're a talented player. But I think he's been injured this year so far, so he hasn't played very much. But you know, obviously another big talented kid, and then obviously in the back end, you know, we got our guy back there, Julian Love familiar face you know you know I know what he is played yeah. with him for four years and Quandre Diggs is a good vet and Jamal Adams I believe is supposed to be back healthy so you know they have some experience in their back end but at the same time you know youth youth can always be an advantage because there's only so much you can know, you know? I, I saw Jay Love at Good Morning Football and I was talking to him and I was like what's the difference between being out there and uh, from the time you were here and he was like when you guys practice here you can see New York City in the background. He said, you practice out there in Seattle, you're seeing bald eagles like flying around practice. You're seeing uh, mountains, that sort of thing. Uh, I don't know why I just threw that in there. I just, yeah, I guess I'm just throwing in my J Love story, but what's that gonna be like seeing him going up against him? Yeah, it's always uh, weird. I feel like those first couple snaps, cause mm. you're so used to seeing them in the same uniform as you, especially we got drafted together. Yep, yep. You know, so our whole, life as NFL football players has been, you know, side by side until this season, you know, so, um, you know, be weird at first, but, you know, obviously if he's in the wrong color jersey, you got to do it to him, so he won't be spared any more than anybody else. Giant fans love a winner. It's why they love Citizens, named a 2022 Best Bank in the U.S. by The Banker. As the official bank of the Giants and sponsor of The Huddle, Citizens is made ready for fans of Big Blue. Learn more at CitizensBank.com. You love turf. You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows. 
your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? Oh, you talking Game of Thrones language. You got to be spared. Hey, kill, kill, kill. That's gladiator <laughs> language right there. All right. Uh, this is business. You, you have a lot of fun with your teammates. Um, obviously, you, you're you very big on chemistry and you're very big on sticking up for Daniel Jones on <laughs> social media. Is that like, how did that all come about? Like, what was the first tweet you read where you're like, oh, no, I'm going to have Twitter fingers for this one. I got to say, I got to clap back on this one. I don't remember what the first one was, but I feel like I was probably was just like scrolling and just like I was just like I'm getting real tired of this. So you're a doomsday scroller. Yeah, not not even. It's just like you just see stuff, somebody retweet or somebody say or something. Yep. And it's just like a lot of times people don't even, don't even know what they're talking about. So it's like you know you got to take that with a grain of salt. But then sometimes I just get annoyed and I'm just like okay. you know what I gotta. I gotta fight fire with fire on this one. Have you ever fought with fire then be like, oh, let me throw some water on that one. Maybe I just should delete this and not. And I say, have you ever deleted a tweet after it? Or nah. you stand behind the tweets? Nah, I never have. But I always win though. You ever look at my interactions? Look at what my- What do you mean win? Like I'm how just saying, wins look in at, terms of clapback? Okay, look at the tweets before mine, then look at my tweet. <laughs> one of them has more reposts and likes. Of course, you're a well-known public figure. What that got to do with it? Except I make, John from Riverdale, New Jersey, listen, who has 156 followers. I've done some franchises. All right. There's evidence out there. I've done franchises in dirty. Has Daniel ever come in and been like, y'all see what this person wrote. He seems unfazed through any social media uh, jargon that he may get. I don't even think he knew, because I wore that No DJ Slander shirt, uh, what was that, two weeks? Our last home, our home for the home, yep. first home game. Yep. And that was like the first time we ever even talked about it. And I was like, you probably don't even know that I'd be doing that. And he was like, he said he's heard it somewhat from like little stuff, okay. but he don't be on Twitter, so he didn't even know. How cool is that guy, just in terms of his demeanor, and his overall leadership? Uh, as, as calm as can be. You know, this is a crazy city with crazy amount of media. Um, the amount of scrutiny that, you know, he's under as being the quarterback mm -hmm. at all times is, it can't even be, you know, uh, measured, you yep. know? And the fact that he just manages to stay even keel and, you know, not ever respond or ever get out of, you know, his emotions, let his emotions get the best of him. And, you know, it's something that there's a really, really small percentage of people that would be able to do that. You're one of those small percentage of people. You've been through a lot when it comes to this organization. Pay cuts, uh, healthy scratches. How did you navigate all that? You know, I, for as much as I love, you know, <laughs> going back and forth <laughs> with people sometimes. The laugh, man. Yeah, because I do. I love it. But... Uh, I don't know. I've never felt the need to like defend myself. Okay. You know, to me, it's always like I'll defend myself with my play. You know, there's ultimately nothing to say if I don't give you anything to say. Okay. You know, so that's kind of the approach I've always taken um, for myself. And you know, with the the contract situation I was in last year and all of that, like I just try to take everything in stride, man. You know, at the end of the day, like blessed to be here. For me, this was something that I dreamed about from the day I could breathe, mm. you know, and this was plan A and the only plan was for me to get here. So um, in those moments, I just kind of remind myself of that, that like, even though I'm not necessarily maybe where I want to be per se, 
you know, at the end of the day, like as long as I'm healthy and I have a chance to play this game that I love, you know, I have to be grateful and, you know, just continue to work hard and my, my opportunity will come. Last question. When you walk away from the game that you love, how do you want to be remembered? 60 minute questions today, huh? Yeah, facts. Yeah, you know, it's deep. Uh, I think just for me, like, um, nowadays there's like a lot of people that are, that are, you know, you think about like 20 years from now, right? Like, and your kids and my kids and people's kids are talking about players that are really, really good or whatever. You know, like they'll be like, you know, Justin Jefferson and uh, Saquon Barkley and, you know, the media, big media names. And, you know, I feel like in every player's mind, like you, you kind of want to be one of those guys. Mm -hmm. And this is no slight to anybody that is in that predicament. If you're in that situation, you're in that type of limelight, that's great. But for me personally, you know, I think it means a lot that like, like I said, this is a dream of mine since I was yay high, you know, and like I was a Falcons fan. So like Peerless Price and Roddy White Roddy. and TJ Duckett and Jonathan Abram, like to me, like those were the guys. And they weren't, you know, people's kids probably don't even know who T.J. Duckett is now. You know, like if you ask kids on the teams, kid, who is T.J. Duckett, they probably couldn't even tell you. Yep. They probably couldn't even name anybody other than Michael Vick from those teams. You know, so for me, it's like, I just want to be like, people that are Giants fans, real Giants fans, like, I hope whenever I'm done playing, they say, you know what, Darius Slayton, like, I loved when he was a Giant. Like, I loved when he played. Like, he played hard. He, you know, he always fought. He was a really good player for us. And as long as, you know, that's the... For the situation I put myself in, I'd be happy. Man, you ball out on the field. You can. You got the world or the city as your oyster off the field. Get out and do, do some more stuff in New York City. But uh, man, this has been cool, man. Glad you kind of peeled back some layers and allowed the fans to see the real Darius Slayton. Sure. Really fun conversation there between Brandon and Darius. Really good stuff. Hope you enjoyed it on today's episode of the John Settle Podcast. Tomorrow we'll have a national analyst talking some Giants and Seahawks coming your way on Monday Night Football this week. And, of course, stay tuned to the Giants Huddle Podcast on Friday. We'll have our normal Brian Dable interview, player interview, and then a closer look at Seattle with our opposing beat reporter. Thanks for being with us on the Giants Huddle Podcast, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. We will see you next time.